Welcome back to the Fish Tea Podcast, where we talk about LGBTQ politics, pop culture, growing up in the Caribbean, life in the diaspora, and the work it takes to sustain love, life, and laughter in the midst of all the white noise. I'm M. I'm Glenroy. I'm Kareem. And I'm Lanvel. We're giving you everything, honey. Get into this mug. We're serving you a hot cup of fish tea. Bottom. Oh, up, up, up. <laughs> I need to commit words so I'm going to forget what I'm going to get again, you know. That was a good, that was a good, that was a good start. It really was. Six seasons in, we'll finally have the group. Look at us. <laughs> now I confess to still did I work it out in my head. <laughs> hey, y'all. Hey. Sometimes she, hey, Karim, I want you to say your face, by the way, from your command, you've been a wonder. Like, your face smooth and it's not no filter. Yeah, Avon. Oh, well, wow. I started taking off um the, all of my facial hair. Okay. Um, so that kind of like helped brighten up my face look a bit. But I've been using religiously um Ava Estelle, which is like this all natural body something 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 so it's been really helping me keep and maintain a glow and i was using i started trying to intentionally use um face products that were like exclusively for melanated skin so it's really been i think it's really been holding me down so every time like i'm gonna get to shape up i'm like oh you just do a face i was like no just just shave my face my love yeah Um, it's been been good come through so like i would you how's it been how's postdoc life oh my god postdoc life is a bit of a roller coaster. It's still better than PhD life. So M or Pandon degree life the on the side of y'all. Over here's a nice. Over a nice. The biggest struggle is adulting and managing all the free time. Um, but it's nice. It's nice. Um, I was kind of like forced into starting my consulting agency. I mean, I had registered it, but um, I got my first contract big with one big foundation helping them kind of like look at their social equity, social justice footprint and kind of like do some assessment of their programs and make recommendations on how to make it better, blah, blah, blah. So that's been really fun. Um, they want to go into like different phases of the work with me. So I'm like, yes, cute clients. Um, that's one more thing that we could do in consulting. Girl, PhD, make expert on everything. Uh- <laughs> Yeah, and especially because I don't want to go into academia. It's very exciting. Um, like, not academia full-time. And then people have been reaching out to me for um, just kind of like different opportunities. So it feels good. Um, I just feel good generally. Like, school now stressed me out. The dissertation now stressed me out. Um, not, not much to share about the postdoc because I just went to, like, my first faculty staff meeting. Um, and I still don't have an office set up, so... <laughs> right no computer no office but okay we move um but no life is life been, it's been good i've been test running event production so i did this whole thing my my friend and i who's a drag queen a drag performer um we did this whole thing called brick city drag because where we live in Newark is usually called brick city so we did this thing called brick city drag and what we've been doing is like a part of the proceeds goes towards some type of like social justice oriented organization for the last two ones that we did where um we focused on the north gay pride um situation organization here 
and it's been good. So, you know, just been able, just been experimenting with all these different things. I do some nice little photo shoots. I'm picture them. I come out nice. I can't wait for, for the boss to them. Like, look on this, look on this. Look on this. Right, right, right. Yeah, we're from local branding now. So yeah, girl, girl, go on, girl, go on. It's 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 good. It's good. I mean, like I shared, I was I think I shared on a podcast. I was going through like the um the whole marriage situation. That's still a thing. I'm still navigating that. But beyond that, like I'm in a really good space. So gratitude is definitely a must. Karim Karim played full it full it full. Oh, listen, life are going for you. Must say, must say, life really are going. I'm just a try go and ride the wave, my love. I'm just a try go and ride the wave, and I said, God, the thing I help me maintain all of this because it's 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 a, it's a good look. It's giving what it's supposed to gain. You know. <laughs> Over to you, Landville. How is the north? <laughs> <laughs> and then it done more yet. Uh, Kareem. <laughs> Wait, 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 more than what? More what? Exactly. <laughs> more than what and more than who? What? What? <laughs> exactly. I, 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 I don't know which. I don't know which family member I, I haven't gotten any news from Jamaica or anyway, <laughs> or any family member. you being real defensive right now. Kareem, speak. No, but, Langville is in. Isn't Langville in London and the Queen Pass? I was like. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I like that they don't mourn you. <laughs> you. You know what? Anyways. Black people. <laughs> anyways. Anyways. Um, to be honest, all I have been doing is frolicking. I had a great, great, great summer. Um, there are two things I wanted. I definitely, when I was here the last time, I didn't get to do. Um, that was UK Black Pride and... Nothing Hill um, Carnival. I was happy I got to um, experience those two things. School starts back in two weeks. Um, and I can't wait to be over this school kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I have 10 more weeks, like 10 more weeks in school. And then I have to write a paper and then um, hoping that will be successful. and. Uh, I can go back to making money. So that is the plan. That is the plan. But yeah. So, man, come feel like I feel oh, yeah, nothing you can even experience ago, right? We did see the video from Black Pride, Black UK, Black Pride is a vibe. It's a big old cookout. We live. How was nothing you carnival for you? Oh. I th- I I I I think it was my I've I've deemed it my best UK experience. Right. Um, I, I, to be honest, I I don't know what I expected, but somehow I my expectation it it through the roof. To be honest, it, it was just a, it was a nice vibe, Caribbean people. You I I felt free. I don't I don't. I mean, I don't know how to describe it. Honestly, the best, my best UK experience, best, best UK experience. There's, some, there's something, there's, I don't know what it is about. I mean, I know, I mean, I know about I get yeah. it. No, I get where you're going. So it's like when you're in like uh, a place that's removed from your, your culture, 
um, and then you find this big mass of people and you're celebrating your culture within that space, it's almost, it's home. It's almost like you get that nice taste of home and one of the better parts of home that you never experience, you never expect to experience in all of its glory in this space yes. that you're in. Yes. Child, yes. child. We just know, say, like, it really... I glad I did never did a focus on writing the dissertation when I did have at the time and I did go. And I did kill this kind of two people when I did go with them dissertation did done. Right? <laughs> Here I was, a chip, chip, chip on the road in a local crop top. I have the chocolate has proven me, but friend, I'm glad I experienced it. I try to know I feel fuzzy inside you. A top tier, a top tier experience. Something that I definitely like, I'm like. If I'm if I'm in Jamaica, that be definitely half a fly out for Notting Hill. It was a no, totally I'm, I'm going again. And I've, and I've, go again. I have done carnival in Jamaica. Um, but I I don't know. This experience really be the experience in Jamaica today. It's just I feel like it's not the same. There's a I think when we do carnival in Jamaica, well, me no know because I've never jumped, but I get the sense that a lot of it is about. The because of what it is like now, mm-hmm. I think probably a lot of the people who are behind Notting Hill Carnival were experienced in Carnival in Jamaica or across the Caribbean when it was a bit freer. Now in Jamaica, it's it, it it it's cloaked in a kind of you know exclusivity. So it's about the parade of the feathers and all of that, and it's nice and it's a vibe. But something about the legalness of Notting Hill Carnival. Yep. <clears throat> I carry on. But my people get the experience, friend. <laughs> All right, so over to our friend who's in wedded bliss. Spread propaganda for me, please. What do you mean? <laughs> and you're the only girl on the podcast to have a ring on her finger. Oh, God. So mega stop, mega stop, mega stop making no more business, Glenroy, because you can't you can always have come up on the spot. You, are you always waiting to come up on the podcast? Come up on the spot, you know? May you talk offline and you don't come up on the spot. But once we are a card for fish tea, that <laughs> shine, you know, you don't mean you're no good. You want to you want to get them know your business. Make it happen for my friend. You want to come celebrate. Me, me want to create excitement. It's not the same vibe. If your friend don't put it on the spot, is that even your friend though? Well, ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, life's been life's been happening. Um, I like at the beginning of 2022, I was like, you know, this is my year um, for saying yes to things, for just getting new experiences, and just having a very good time. And it's been it's been happening. Um, non-stop and i'm grateful for it all uh since the last time since the last episode uh, i did a couple of conferences so the the research um life still are going um finishing my classes so i'm not to worry about that anymore so it's just like focusing on focusing on research i'm finally back in the classroom teaching um so since i moved here for two years i have not tutored or anything started back this semester and it's been great um absolutely i don't know i don't know what it is about teaching um first year university students but i absolutely do enjoy it mm-hmm. and um that's going well so far um went through some bouts of dating <laughs> i don't know 
<laughs> the trend of that try set with the with the people living in the sky. Um, but yeah, the the last one never worked out. But um, I did meet someone, and it's progressing well. And to the to the people who are listening, the ring on my finger. Not an engagement ring. It's not a wedding ring. I'm not married or engaged. It's a commitment ring. Um, it's basically the same thing, but we move. Yes, but let me just have to make it clear. I'm not going to understand what commitment <laughs> ring the M make we know what the difference. Well, I guess, I guess as general, I say it's probably the same thing, but without the legalities of, of a marriage. Um, it just means that I'm committed to him. He's committed to me. We're in a monogamous relationship. I'm no longer a whore. Well, <laughs> no longer practicing whore. <laughs> a one man whore. Got it. Right. I'm going to get my identity. <laughs> Just because. <laughs> and um, yeah, um, you know, Karim said it about doing the PhD and people just coming to you and looking to you for guidance and stuff. I've been getting opportunities um, for consulting on. on Projects related to climate change and um, climate justice and, and, stuff, yeah. and stuff like mm-hmm. that, and like this is really what I wanted for my life. Um, so big up to Keisha. Um, anybody who don't know Keisha, she is my the avatar, my avatar for God. <laughs> it's avatar about Keisha that me talk about big her up. She sitting that she work uh, one does not life and I'm grateful. Okay. All right, so we're going to move to the topic. Well, what was that? Well, no, what was that? Glenn, well, what was that? no. Because the one in the country, in the 876, in your love life, you <gasps> come the market, Glenn. You come off of the market. You live sweet life. Glenn, <laughs> tell the people them. I feel attacked. Well, okay, so first of all, um, the building has been purchased for the flags. We'll talk about the professional lives. Um, Child, that was one of the most stressful things I've ever had to do. And it is done. The building has been bought. The building has been renovated. We're in our last stages of just making sure it's 100% secure. We're in Transwave, are working well together. So like professionally, I'm in a really good space, like in a much better space than I have been in a very long while because just getting certain things done. So really, really happy for that. Um, a lot of persons would have seen this on my socials, um, but just to say that, you know, I was able to participate in the opening ceremony for the Commonwealth Games, uh, which was the, the first ever, you know, thing of its kind. We have like an openly LGBT, um, I guess, show or openly LGBT display promoting LGBT rights at a major um, sporting international sporting event. So, my not be got meaningful that come out. This massive tendency of not dwelling and celebrating myself. I'm going to do like a nice, big, cute song, right? So big up me for that. So um, that has happened. Pride never about a year at all. Like well, I have one of my community events did, I would maybe rush out to as much of them as I could. Um, and, and I really had a lot of fun. My favorite event was the dog ball. I showed up with my blue dress, right? And my daughters, my daughters swept a couple categories. <laughs> I carry this and I carry my weight, you know? <laughs> right, and so I'm proud of my children who are doing very well. What else would we talk about? 
Glenn. How much, how much, Glenn. Truth, how much truth will we get? Because I never seen that in the chat. Oh, um, so China won for face and Anika won nice. for Vogue. Um, and some some previous family members won other categories as well. But yeah, but yeah, so but there were like four categories, so we get through, we got two of them. And it's not because I was a judge, and many of them just vote for, for children, they're just because. But yeah, but since London is pressuring me, even though I'm not saying I'm over England, I carry on because a certain person has flown over there, right? But I ain't got boss way, not for say. Yet, but yeah. <laughs> take all of take all of we out of your close friends, Glenn, and bring it here. <laughs> Glenn, stop skirt road. This is not about me. I gave my update already. <laughs> yeah, go go carnival. But as we say, so let me put on a spot. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a boyfriend now, right? <laughs> <laughs> We've been together for almost we know it well. Three months, for about three months now. Uh, it's someone I've known for actually a couple of years. Uh, we met through the battle work and um, we finally got back around to each other, as it were. And things have been going pretty well. I mean, he's a wonderful cook. We <laughs> 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 eat healthy food now, right? Um, and we'll be currently we'll be coming together because he's here a lot, um, which I appreciate. And we understand each other. And he was particularly supportive, like during Pride and showed up to a lot of events. So fun fact, so for, for the doll ball, you know, more the, the infamous blue dress and me with my idiot self, because I'm trying not to get the makeup on the dress because I had somebody come and, you know, give me a, a simple beat for the ball. And I never zip the dress all the fucking way down because clearly I'm an idiot. And child, the zip pop. So now here I am um, with this dress so mega wear and the wool of the zip pop and it cannot go up. And I said, oh, this is going to work. No, come in, but I'm going back up plan. Also, I thought it was perfect for the ball. Um, but you know, Shauna, who did my makeup, said, no, man, I'm coming to the ball. I'll, I'll just get a needle and thread, and when I get there, I'll sew you up, and you'll be fine. Which didn't end up happening, but in between that, women are going to do, walk into the party with my back show. Granted, we didn't do that for my birthday and everything. I'll show off my new, my new tattoo and everything, but that was the vibe I was going for for the ball. Um, and he had last minute decided to come to the ball, um, and incidentally, he and I were in matching colors. And he did this thing where he kind of, the, I don't know if we call them, the extension them on the back of the dress. He kind of wrapped them around so that my back was covered. And he kind of stayed with me until Shana got there and saw me. I just walked behind me for most of the night to just make sure, you know, everything was cute and everything was copacetic. I'm a back for that. I'm not an eye, but it feels nice. Like, good treatment. Good treatment. In the famous words of Glenn Ramsey, bad to bad. <laughs> <laughs> it was really sweet. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, we've been having fun and we've been having a good time. Um, so let's see how it goes, you know. Um, but we've had a couple of family events. He deals with the children very well. 
Um, yeah, because yeah, I think you, you would have seen him in the stories the last time we did post the, the family event, look at games like that we had at our house. So, you know, as I said, things have been going well. You know, we're going out and it's cute or whatever. But I'm to stop it now, all right? <laughs> <laughs> One thing Glenn will do well now is to put the spot in. Everybody put the spot up, put Glenn put the spot in. Shut up! Oh, you say I want to tap on now? Oh, the thing for you is never do it. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know how to frame this, but, you know, um, I guess within, not even, it's not unique to the queer community, but this idea of um, sexual liberation, um, sexual preferences. I, I don't know if there's a, another word for like body count, um, but just, just this idea of persons being so free in their own sexuality that they, they have no hangups in terms of having multiple partners or how they have sex, how frequently they have sex and stuff like that. So, I just wanted to have a conversation um, around that general idea of how we view sex and sexuality within the community and sort of create um, um, a space to, to just actually explore what that means and why we have the kind of, the kind of prudish, or it's not even prudish, but um, it's, it's more, I, I find it to be like posturing, but we, we tend to be prudes um, or increasingly pretending to be prudes within the queer community as it relates to um, this idea of people just being free sexually. Right. That was the academic version of M1 Tapo with that loose old and tight old. <laughs> <laughs> Not just loose hey. old and tight old, but whether hey. I, it's okay for just dash it out. You know, like, <laughs> what's wrong with people dashing out them all? Like, right, that, that's it. Purity M, you know when M's a prudish M talk me right now my back? No, I think I think I've grown from that. I think originally, like when I when I was coming, when I was in a sense figuring out um my sexuality and all that kind of thing. I, so we like when they did I think that. It was around 20. 12, 2013. Oh, year at UA. Yes, my first year um, at UA. When you're before that. What was this, Glenn? When you're together that took to over the man art before that. It was no, it was before. Again, and I, I the man was also mine before. We're <laughs> not gonna go back there. <laughs> but yes, as I was saying, I think I, I held that I don't know if it was because like I, I grew up in um my parents were, were were married when my mom died and my my father remarried so I grew up in that kind of monogamous kind of thing um and even though like I had um and I think just generally my family I I never saw like my family they never had like you know like multiple um, sex partners or whatever what I had another uncle who was married majority of my family members that I grew up with I knew them as being married and having a, like a monogamous relationship and I think that's kind of that the view I took that oh you know um you, you, you can't just uh you know them as a go on go on go on go on but I think I I, I think after like some years after I I got 
into I maybe maybe it was a heartbreak is a good thing because after that heartbreak you you kind of be like all right fuck everything literally fuck everything <laughs> um but I, I i and i think even like no um like being in a monogamous relationship i i appreciated in a sense exploring because you know the things that you like you know the things that you don't like um and i, I just generally you feel way more comfortable in asking for what you like and not in a sense being there not being pleased or in pain um because gay sex is can be painful um and i think you generally you, you become more i don't even know the word but i've, I've kind of come around to that listen i i really believe that people should have sex in the ways that they want um to have sex um uh, with how many people they want to have sex because you do it it really as I say it's a it is a liberating um kind of feeling. So what I was gonna say is that even somebody who grew up in like a single parent household vibe, like I I I think I started out with those kind of same, I don't know if I'm prudish, but those same values of being, you know. The only time I can have sex is when you're in love, that kind of vibe. Like you have to have sex in the context of a relationship, but you're in one man, and I can trust you true. I'm very glad. So, so I feel like I held on to that for a very long while. And then after me and my life, my love, I'm gonna decide say me not gonna no longer be defined by being in a relationship. And if we fuck for up, we fuck for up. I live, I live. I've had experiences, my dear. And so I think in, a, in many ways, it's a natural progression because we live in a society that communicates to us that the ideal is a heterosexual union or anything that looks like that, that a, a monogamous heterosexual union. Although the whole we know about the fact that the man, the man, the woman, the man, the woman, the man, the side, Jamaica is the only country I know. Well, not necessarily, that's not true. But Jamaican culture, and I probably would also say Caribbean culture, has a whole cultural epithet around um, being Joe Grind or being a matey. Like, culturally, at a certain level, we conceptualize um, relationships outside of traditional monogamy so much so that they hold titles with roles, but there's still this ideal that I think we're all consciously and unconsciously taught to upheld, even if we're queer. And we hold on to that because we're told that this is what makes us valuable. This is what makes us marketable. This is what makes us desirable. Like no man not gonna want you if you are bottom or primarily bottom, um, um, one mother man run through you, or those kinds of very, those narratives that are really based in sexism. And so you kind of hold on to that, um, whereas you can jump into everything and it's no issue. Um, and, and you hold on to that. But I, I agree. Something usually I may get to a point that says, so we just not gonna experience life some. We just not gonna be spit roasted, right? We not gonna have a good fear. To be fair, I've never been spit roasted. I mean, if you take that off, I'm about to very soon. What? Oh, not. Listen, as as open as I am sexually, there are so many things I have not experienced. I have a I have a laundry list of things that I need to do sexually. 
But um, give a tree before you before before you you, you start. Which tree? Which tree things we So I've never I've never been spit roasted. Um, I've never been I've never been gang banged, and that's on my list. Um, and I've never been double penetrated. Child, I tried two times. Neither time did work. I, and I put it down. Mega Gyu, Mega Gyu, but I don't know if Mega Gyu need the podcast. But what is spit roast? Ice cream. One up, one front. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I'm not trying to ask him what is spit roast. <laughs> but so where the conversation is at now? Um, like I've, I've listened, I've heard what um both you and Lanville said, Glenroy, and I've. In, in some, I understand, but I can't relate personally because in some ways I feel like I've just always been this person. Um, so I, I feel like I was just born a whore. Uh, I don't know if that's possible, but <laughs> I feel so. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why I said that. Um, I lost my virginity when I was like 14, but I remember way before that, I've always held on to this principle of people should be free to have as many relationships as they as they as they feel necessary for them, or to engage in home, however much um, many sexual activities are with how many ever, how many ever um, sexual partners. I had this one friend in high school. We in grade when we we're in grade seven, she grew up very sheltered, and you know when she came to high school, a lot. A, little less of her appearance around so to speak so she had a little bit more freedom to explore what what the world was like and then meeting all these different personalities from so many other places and she had crushes a lot she had many crushes um throughout her years um all the way through to six um upper six form um, she lost her virginity very late though, not she never lose her virginity early. She, she lost her virginity maybe when she was like 16 or whatever. But before that, she was just having crushes on all these guys. She was like dating all these guys and they never work out. And then she was so conscious of it, like she felt like she was gonna be perceived as being a whore or whatever. And at that point, um, I keep telling people like, you know, I feel like Blanche Devereaux from the Golden Girls, um, I feel like she's like my spirit animal because I referenced Blanche Devereaux when I was giving her some advice as to um, how to not let um, the, so the social norm of monogamy get to her to the point where she started to hate herself for having all of these crushes. And it's just been like that for me from forever. Like, my prefer, I prefer to friend a whore than somebody who feel like, say, them to keep one man. Because, like, we are saying, oh, me, we'll land it. Can't say prefer to friend that word. What are you saying? I'm not calling you a whore. I'm not calling you a word. So <laughs> let's be clear. But at, <laughs> at, at, at the very least, we're able to have an, an open conversation about sex and sexuality that doesn't get people all up in their feelings and, and offended. Right? Like, those are the people I like to be around. Because sex is very important to me, and it's not just about having sex, but just the I just talking about sex, the idea that sex exists and it's this beautiful thing that we can engage in together as human beings. That's a very important thing for me. And we can't talk about it with you, then there's no future. It's fine. Yeah, that's odd. <laughs> <laughs> Kareem, 
at my big age is when I is um now is when I'm realizing the disservice I did to myself um that I've been that I've done to myself of like holding so dearly to those like really conservative prudish sexual moral values ideals because I was definitely one of those people who if you saw me on the yellow pages I was telling you oh I don't have sex outside of a relationship we could probably do foreplay though and like some people bit onto it and I thought I was winning at life because I was just like okay great I'm gonna put my tight for when <laughs> my family born a fight man um but no like now as I'm like thinking about just kind of like the future of relationships and kind of like the person I want to be like, or what I'd like to engage in, I am struggling to articulate what that is. Like I am struggling to articulate what I would like outside of the, what I, what we call vanilla sex. Like I'm struggling, like even to say something like, oh, I'd like to explore um, BDC, B, BDC, BDSM. Um, and maybe that's why I'm so excited when Shade from um, Fetch Seekers come on because I'm like, that's when we get to look at life, look at education 101. Like, I am struggling to be like, oh, yeah, I would love to explore BDS B BDSM um, to some extent, but what? what? What exactly are you looking to explore? Do you want to be tied up? Do you want to be spanked a little bit? Like, what are you trying to do? Candle? Like, what, what is it? Like, because I, I think it's only because I have not allowed myself to explore as much as I want, like even when I was married, right? I, like having that conversation with my husband was always like, huh, you always came off so prudish. Why now? What's going on? Um, but yeah, that whole, you know, not having sex, not allowing yourself to explore and know, know who you are to the full extent of who you are, I think really does, um, it, it, it does more harm than good. And I think a lot of it for me was really around kind of like slut shaming and, you know, like, um, Glenn, I was saying like the way we were kind of like socialized into 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 conceptualizing re uh, relationships and love and sex and marriage and all those things. Yeah, I mean, to rush in on that, I mean, I think honestly, when you go through the quote the, the stereotypical whole phase, I think it is so important, right? Even if, because and also all whole phase don't look the same. Some whole phase could be you sleeping with multiple people and getting different experiences, which might be the traditional understanding of it. But I think if you're being serially monogamous, but in each monogamous relationship, you're exploring your sexuality differently. That could technically be considered a whole phase. It's just a slap commitment onto who you have for, for your two to three month period and then away from them. But I think what it does, like it teaches you what you like and what you don't like, rightfully, as you said. Like, you know, okay, this works for me. This does not work for me. Um, yes, you can, you can choke me, no, yes, you can pull my hair, yes, you can put cum on some parts of my body, but not on other parts of my body, and this is why, and I don't necessarily want this, and then when you get to, you know, the relationship that you believe, okay, I don't want this, or this, I don't want to make a really try to hold on to, you can communicate those things, and you can kind of learn from each other, right? I never did know, so I don't like ear pulling some, but it's a vibe. <laughs> Girl! Just that you come out just fresh out of the salon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's why you put on the bonnet. If not, you can't touch the ear to my bonnet. You have sex in the bonnet? Right, true. What do you mean? Right, true. We need to do the upway of the bonnet. Where am I going to take that? You said, I don't know. 
What I try to do, I try to use a scarf instead of the bonnet because I know the bonnet <laughs> look a certain way. So I try to do this. The scarf looks a little more intentional. <laughs> it's not it's very practical. It's not interested if you keep at your style. I just can't have six. I like your tail. Everything I'm going to do, I want it back. Stop, my love. So, I'm going to take this bonnet. I've done somebody in our bonnet before. We're not going to do mix. But if you have somebody in our bonnet, Yes, what nice. do I love I that. Just, me here, the sweat out. May I picture it? <laughs> no, but the, the sex are gonna last between half an hour to an hour most times. When we gonna when, what happened to me here after that? Though? When we gonna say to people, fuck out the hairstyle? Absolutely not. This, this, is, what this, is, what this is what I'm saying. It's supposed <laughs> to tell people they fuck out the hairstyle. No, the air still have to keep. And we can't tell the people I'm going to fuck same way. What do you mean? Yeah. You cannot have sex with me in a body. You can go. Both are acceptable. But said, um, what, my, what my curiosity was, um, so like, you know, growing up, so like I grew up on things like um, queer as folk and all of these, all of these um, narratives that paint queer life as... Um, sex positive right so growing up i often i always believe that queer people are the, the the rules of the rules of 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 sexual engagement in the cis hetero community do not necessarily apply or translate linearly to um the queer community right queerness is and in in in, in that sort of conceptualization, queerness is heavily um, hinged on, on, on sexual activity. So like now having to experience um, particularly cis gay men um, import, and I'm, I'm saying import because of the previous um, ideas I had, this sexist rhetoric of, you know, bottoms shouldn't have multiple partners or or hold for tight kind of kind of thing like I'm wondering is was that always a thing within the community or is it just no more prominent because of the the wall the communication walls being pulled down so to speak with social media and, and all of those things yes yeah I think it I was just gonna say I think it always was to be very honest I think I mean before social media blew up blew up for a lot of people, I think we've always held on to those values because they're what they're what were prominent, so to speak. Um, I, I think social media made it very obvious how certain people think about certain things, um, but I think we've always kind of struggled with uh, fidelity to conservative values, um, which is where a lot of the you know the, the preferences dialogue um, comes in. I, you know, funny enough. <laughs> I think when I just be like back to like 2012, 2013, I maybe because I come from a compound town. I never I, the information never really reached. It must have been cut off of Santa Cruz or Magazine. <laughs> I never really, no, to be honest, I never even the term bottom and those weren't a part of my vocabulary when I was when when I when I um in a sense, came into my own. I never knew those kind of things. And I think my, my first relationship was kind of important in that I, I, I was, 
I, I was able to, in a sense, be the insertive partner and I was also able to be the receptive partner because I think sometimes how you, in a sense, start out and also if you're more effeminate, and I'm also glad that my, my first partner was not quote-unquote macho, he was, in a sense, effeminate also, um, it allowed for that and I'm appreciative of that. Um, and like, even like now, because like now you get to, you, I, I, I don't even, I think labels are important to be honest, but I think I've, I've tried to break away from the labels of who should be doing this, who should be doing that, what you should be doing and what you should be doing and really and truly just enjoy sex for what it is, right? If I want to, um, to, to take penis, then I want to take penis tonight. If I want to give penis, then I want to. And I don't have the issue of, oh, you know, I don't bottom. Um, I'm, I'm a top only. I don't. And I think initially, like I used to struggle with that kind of thing of the, the top only um, kind of um, situation. So I'm very, very, very happy that. And I think I also used to, in a sense, sanitize who... I maybe not sanitize the, the, the correct word, but because I knew there, there was in a sense stigma around the people or the type of people that you're going to have sex with. Then I never I used to pick and choose my people very carefully because I, I was still conscious that your name I go there road say, oh, you know, and people go people go draw a web and people go map out everybody who that person uh, who that person sleep with and all that kind of thing. You are a shitty bitch from saying. I held on to. Uh, no, let me know why I'm saying. Glenn, I'm not Glenn, and now make no reference. And now make no reference. <laughs> You're a shitty bitch. But yeah, I think I held on to those kind of things that people will know and people will talk because the community is um, kind of small and I never kind of want that kind of thing. You know what funny too, cause I feel like I feel to say, cause I never like I'm fully aware of that, Lanville, and I never used to pick two, pick and choose my my sexual partners to that to that significant degree. I never care. Once you look good and you turn me on, you could have guessed if you wanted. And I never used to book up on anybody I have sex with anywhere I go. And I always talk about that. It's I always wonder how that work out. And I, I can tell you, I, I have sex with a lot of people before I left Jamaica. <laughs> I one of them anywhere I go. Yeah, no, we say the community is small a lot. But I think, truthfully and honestly, the community is small for people who want it to be small. And I say that to say, um, if you've decided that, you know, you only got to have sex with certain, certain people, you're already... Let's pretend that we have 7% of the population based on the population size estimate. You've already sliced up the much people you have um, to have very small people within a certain geographic location, within a certain socioeconomic um, stature, and within a certain, within certain dimensions that maybe all you have is 10 people that you can fuck. And then the 10 people you can fuck, three of them are your friends, so you know, maybe you're not going to vote them, so you live with seven. And then that seven, then maybe your friend did fuck three of them already, so then you're left in the situation that... So <laughs> no, but I think I'm so glad that Emma has pointed that out. The truth is, there is no through line between any, all of the people, most of the people have been in intimate 
well, sexual, but also intimate relationships at the end of the day. There's no through line between them because you see somebody, we try work out a thing, does it work? Fine. But there is this tendency among the Kingston, the well to do Kingston homosexuals, right? To always, you know, oh. to, to go around in them little circle circles and then them marble coming to small. How about you stop fucking brother in Christ and then stop complaining? You know what? You know what? <laughs> the only rule I used to have was that I never got travel too far. A beer big man used to text him never for worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> so some recommend some recommendations. Stop stop sex in another circle, not a French circle. Only take big man. <laughs> um but sorry. Given time, I really want us to segue into this. Let's talk about the old time conversation. Oh God! And so, I want your Karim on this. Karim, I don't even know the accent which Karim is going to Chinese. Considering, but we still want you. What? But let's talk. What really appetite? No. Short answer is no. So, like, my best friend from high school. From from knowing his philosophy was him don't want no title, cause one title hard to get you know, and a whole heap of work. And it will chip chip up your And he never and he never and he never exactly small. So him say he never want no title, all for loose. I never understood it, cause I was a bottom all that time. So I never understood the allure of a of a of a. I'm gonna call it a used hole. You know, it don't have to be used to be loose because I had a friend who was a virgin and I will never tell. So, anyway, but yes, um, so I was about some all this time, so I never understood um, the allure of, uh, of, a, of a loose hole. But since I started to top, Eric, I realized that when I when I'm having sex with, with guys whose hole is quote unquote tight, like me, me lose my erection and quick because it just feel like work. Right? It feels like a lot of work to get into. Um, and over time I've just developed this admiration for a loose hole. So like literally, I know I said this one right, more said this the right way. <laughs> I'm not for saying that at all. But anyway, I prefer it. I, I prefer it a little bit. You want to room to move on. Move around. Move around. <laughs> <laughs> so what I will say, so I'll say two, I'll say two things quickly and then the daughter's shining. So the first one is yes to room because trying to get into a time hole has one, it's stressful. By the time you get in, you're tired, you lose use of half of the lobe. The mood partially gone if it's really, really tight. And it's like, oh, Jesus. And then for some people, tight holes also, because all of that constriction is there, they come quicker, right? And so the, the sex might not be as long because your hole is that tight. And so there's also that with, with the room now, because there's not like it can last longer, that kind of thing. And, and I've had experiences with somebody, people who either, whether or not they're tight or maybe they're, they've just gaped their hole in preparation for sex. That be nice, I'm better than the And then the second thing is, I met a guy once in London. Nice piece of man. I asked the man, I'm say yes. 
Anything that anything in that sitting in me that God do. So I'm gonna invite him over for talk. But every time that I know where I want, Jesus Christ. So we sit on and we had dialogue. And I only hear the man say, almost lose. I'm gonna tell you something, clench, same time. Shop, lock, same time. The man has said, almost lose because he likes to fist. I'm asking, Lord. Want me to get myself in the door? Want to pick up? So that's seven of our six and nine, because I am sorry. I, you know, he's a very own person, but what I'm not opening to is, is a fisher of football, you know what I mean? You just cannot do it. You cannot cross it. It never work. Right? Big up to the people in that can, I cannot. More power but, to it. Power to own Apple phone, but child. But then, but really in that conversation, I realized it really is cultural. We grew up in dance hall, I celebrate tight pussy girl this entire time. I feel like, say, if you're pussy in a tight quote unquote, if you're asking you tight quote unquote, you have less value because that must mean you did fuck out, which is not necessarily the case, right? You have some people who fuck, 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 fuck till their kingdom come and they're still tight. And you have some people who, I mean, maybe the first time they want sex and, you know, they're looser than, the, than that other person. And you wonder, then, oh, this is your first time. And you realize that everybody's body is just made different and each of them have its own appeal. So I never say almost night. I just instead, I have, I just, I've come on this land with a tight hole and I just never work with it, right? But I never preach to the girls to say almost night. We'll not have to talk about sex stuff, all right? <laughs> what makes sex right? What makes sex right? What makes sex right? What makes sex right? I don't know. I guess just everybody ever just feels satisfied and pleased. That's it. Um, that, that's one thing I'm I'm a big advocate for. Like I I was having a conversation with this person and um, somebody that I, I used to like mess around with and they had hit me up at the club. I was like, well, you know, I don't really, um, they, they, they're not DL, they're discreet. I was like, I don't, I stopped messing around with people that don't, I don't, that aren't really into me. I was like, oh, I'm into you. And it's this whole conversation back and forth of all the ways that he felt like he was into me and blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, well, I don't really feel like I'm getting what I need from sex with you. So it's, it's not a thing. It's not going to work out. So, so that makes sex right on my head. I might end, but in terms of just like the old type conversation, I don't know. I, I'm, so I, I'm, I'm down there. Um, I haven't topped. I could like. I think I've probably tried topping once, tw- maybe twice in the last ten years. Um, and that kind of like went back to the whole like you know you're more effeminate, you're conditioned that bottom. Like my role was chosen for me, and I had just like went into it. I never tried to deviate from it. I never tried to. Watching my colleague because I just felt like, all right, I'll search for them. Again, at my big age is now when I'm just like, oh, you know what? Going forward, I'm going to be open to trying this. Um, haven't tried it yet, so no stories, but I'll definitely come back with the stories and get climbing from the old type path. But as the person who's always receiving, I don't know, I've always taken pride on the whole, like, and now that I'm thinking about it, it's just like, damn. That's my conditioning to use um, Glenroy's <laughs> Glenroy's words, right? Now I'm like aware of my condition because I legit take pride in hearing "damn your shit tight." Or when they're coming out less than what I'm anticipating, I'm just like, "Yep, I did that." Like that's like a badge of honor for me. 
but um, I'm aware of the conditioning behind that. Um, but no, I've never talked before to like be able to be like, okay, let me figure out this tight versus loose. But then also understand that people do things to help themselves get relaxed. Like over here, people love poppers. Poppers, yeah. Poppers are... Can it, poppers don't work for me. It just make my head hot, so I leave it alone. Yeah, that's, that's about it. No two, no two uh, poppers, no two poppers are the same. That is true. Um, as well as apparently there are people who like can manipulate their body to like physically relax on entry. So it's not as, um, so it's not as, you know, it's not too much work to get in. So what I will say about monogamy in its favor, you get used to a dick that you had to come very good. It gets less. And that makes sex yeah. nice. That yeah. Makes sure. That makes sex nice. Now I got all it done because when we didn't marry them, Trying to get used to the other penis and say, yeah, power about some now. Can't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and, I, and, I, and I also, I, th I think like going back to like what makes sex nice and just the, the whole, I think the whole communication and this is not like talking during sex. Well, even though sometimes you do talk in sex. No, me but Yeah, it's, it's, it's telling the person during the act like, okay, this not really work or the whole communication because sometimes I feel like just because we want the penis or just because we want the bottom, we go through the sex, but it not really a work. It not really a workout and, you know, and a come and look about in a business. But for me, like, it's important to say, okay, this work, this don't work. Let's let's try this. Let's Let's do this or... Yeah, them kind of thing there because I'm, I'm not me not me not sign off in a bad sex. So if you are get pleasure, me must be getting pleasure too. And nope. I'm just saying, okay. Agreed. Sex should not be a chore. And the minute that yeah, realize that it's becoming a chore and you're disconnected from it, you're, you're, you're not having fun at all. Also, on that note, can we please this? Remember, I know we say size matters, and it really does to an extent, but be good, don't nice. Like giant, you know, everybody different. Oh, yeah. It's not. We're big versus giant. Anything that is, is over nine, don't nice. We know, say we're different. No, hey, what's my friend? I'm trying to sit up straight right now. <laughs> but for me, and it's not that, I'm not going to pour a tree, you know, because before the sun up, which is. <laughs> That problematic statement in and of itself that we can get into, but I we're not supposed to he who he who to get through the sex. We can't. Yeah, that's yeah. Me agree. I agree. And as I said, part part to the people who can and and who. But for me, nah. It I I don't I don't find the pleasure in it because as a like minute it, mm, anything it, between six and eight. With a de decent enough girl, I'm good. Like I'm good. Me second down with that. You can listen. It's, it's really, it's really, it's really that what you guys said tonight. It's, it's really just knowing what works for you and your body. Because if you follow the narrative, then after time people have um unfulfilling sex. And nothing hurt my soul more than sex when I'm fulfilling. Like me get angry, me get <laughs> And I'm, I'm, I'm in a feel satisfied. Thanks. I wish I could have taken it back. 
But yeah, understanding whether or not you prefer length versus girth, um, and and just finding that right size where hit the where hit the sweet spot right all the time is really the key. And unfortunately, you're not gonna really know unless you have lots of sex. So just so true. Like you can't just. Take with the one body and learn to love the one body and to say, yeah, understand yourself. Yeah, I believe that, man. I'll with the one bottom and learn to love the one bottom and to say, oh, no, you really have to figure it out. And that does allow for, yeah, for some level of exploration, including exploring the ways in which you're either inviting people to the sexual engagement, having sex with other people, even while being in something committed, or having toys, toying and playing around with positions. And things like that, like, I don't know. I don't think I'd be as confident as I am about my own sexual capability because oh, this is what I meant to say earlier on. To me, sex is like any craft. You have to practice it. You have to work at it. You have to figure out what works. Like if you are a painter, if you are, you know, anybody that work with their hands, you have to, you have to develop your skills, right? Like. Managa, like I've gotten, I've intentionally gotten better at giving tribulation, for example, because, you know, when we start up, I pay attention to certain things that I believe, and I will always say this to the girls, on the most demonetary evaluation and on the sex life, or I mean, for asking men, or oh, was my riding, or oh, was my driving, or I mean, for asking questions your children. Right? They need for no, they need for consider that I've uncomfortable conversation when you hear, so, well, it did cheating. Right, it could have been this more. Maybe try this more. You know, the cast of action. Try this more. Not not. Try this more the next time. Don't set that way. Like you really need to have those conversations because it's the only way you're going to improve. It's the only way you're going to figure out what works for you. And and as a right for you have a fulfilling life. And the truth is, um, and I experienced this. I experienced this a lot earlier. Of you know when I was talking in earlier years like there's all of this pressure at being so in the same way there's this pressure on being a man being, on being like the tightest school upon the market there's this pressure when you're tapping to make sure say you make your bottom weak and to make them shake and all of them so man, that pressure exists as you're having sex with that person and for, mm-hmm. for a time not anymore that pressure was double because you feel like say if you work against this you're a feminine body, so you're supposed to say, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, I talked about all of them something there. All right, there's all of this pressure to prove that I am not that. And once you get out of that mind frame, I just like, enjoy the sex um, because you've learned, okay, this is what works for me, then it becomes better. Um, and I, I think all of that only happens with exploration and conversation. So you could have explored a folk, 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 and now they say, and nobody not to listen to folk, by the way, I give to everybody. And then where do we go from there? Mm-hmm. No, you know, most folk are And things that they might, they might get the best, they might get the best pipe ever. Please break these niggas' hearts. If I leave alone with anything, I leave alone with this. Break these niggas' hearts. Tell them the truth. No, Let exactly. them know, nigga, you ain't taught nothing. I'm sorry. Right, this, that's our next story for the next time. But what I will say is this, if you put on a cartel song and the man do not know the song, get ready for the surprise. <laughs> get ready for the surprise. <laughs>
Okay. All them story, I did an episode named Hotels. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> we just, just like oh, just like oh, we have healthy. We can have hotels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somebody can call in with them juiciest sex story, sex cafe. Oh, you can believe some friends don't enter hotels. Oh gosh, but. Um, before I wrap up, is there anything else you want to add to this? Final words? <laughs> My love, run the fuck. It would be remiss of me to not plug um, the teachings oh, of, of the one himself, Tony Mataran. Fuck everywhere, let fuck be free. Hello? <laughs> <laughs> That's it, and that's all. (laughs) (laughs) So, listeners, thank you for being back with us again for another season of Fish Tea. This season is already gearing up to be another season of fun, of mess, of realized conversation about things affecting us as LGBT people and just as people in general. So, gear up for all of the nicest of song. Um... Children, monkey packs are growing you now, and at this point, I don't really know if I tell you no, but I guess it's a white inspect it. I don't know if the white ring is gonna help. Inspect it, <laughs> pay attention to it. Um, social distance if you feel the need to, wear your masks if you feel you need to, because with COVID still like a room. Um, do what you do, do what you need to do to protect yourself. Um, and pay attention to your risk profiles and all of that jazz. Um, we are available on Instagram, on Facebook, and on Twitter for your feedback at Fishy Podcast. And the email is still at fishtpodcast at gmail.com if you want to shoot us an email there. Um, thank you for the support throughout these years. And thank you for the support that is to come. And as I always say, stay sophisticated. Bye. Bye. Bye.